1: It is ACC football and beyond for this Tuesday, April twenty-first. Getting you up to date on everything going on in the world of college football and recapping the week that was in the ACC. Got some transfer news. Got some recruiting news. Certainly uh, got some draft discussions that we're going to get into a little bit and some look ahead to guys that are coming back next year. A few different news and nuggets and. How does the ACC stack up with the rest of the conferences in terms of first-round grades? We're going to get into a little bit of that. But a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by our great folks at 401k Generation. If you got a business and wish to set up a 401k for your employees, or if you left a job and had a 401k and wish to roll it over to an IRA, they can help you do that. If you've got any issues on money management, investment inquiries, just want to speak with someone to see if you're on track to your financial goals, Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation is who you need to reach out to today. Give them a call or a text at 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states, and they can help you today. 1-866-998-5879. Reminder also to check out our scouting season offer at LandryFootball.com. Folks, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's NFL Draft Week on Thursday. If you want to be best prepared of anybody, if you want to see the game and be prepared, just like NFL personnel departments, that's what we do for NFL teams. We've got a real, real real-looking NFL draft board where there is segmented and broken down with values at each – Grade round and understand what those numbers and color codes mean. We've got the horizontal board, we've got the vertical board, all of that for you at landryfootball.com. So check that out today. We also have real live NFL scouting reports up on um, it as well. So you can listen to NFL draft room style scouting reports while looking at a real NFL draft board. We do it for NFL teams, and certainly it's your opportunity, and for less than a magazine subscription, that's right, less than $5 a month, you can get access to um, an nfl style draft room with um, the proper evaluations of how these players are graded and how they match up. So check it out today. You won't regret it. And uh, make sure that uh, you uh, spread the word about what we're doing. Also got a lot of other information, not just the draft, but in our college notebooks, recruiting information. We're going to have a lot of breakdowns on that. Get you ready for the football season, no doubt. So a lot of things going on over at LandryFootball.com. But if you want to see the game and understand the game from a coaching and scouting perspective, that's what we do for you. So check it out today at LandryFootball.com. Well, <clears throat> the biggest news around College football was, over the last 24 hours, is Ohio State receiving a verbal commitment from four-star athlete Jansen Dunn, 6'2", played both wide receiver and safety at the high school level. South Warren High School in Bowling Creek, Kentucky, projected to be a defensive back, four-star athlete considering Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, Oklahoma. Um, um, he is a really good get for them. Now 17 commitments in the 2021 class. Five defensive backs, Ohio State is absolutely rolling and off to a not only a good recruiting class but a, an early start with seventeen you've got the majority of the class done so great job by Ryan day and his staff also making news around the country is Mississippi state junior quarterback Keaton Thompson has entered his name into the transfer portal six four two twenty five um New Orleans native has entered the portal last um August ultimately decided to remain in Starkville. Did not appear in any games. So with Mike Leach coming in, with all of the guys that are coming in under Mike Leach, Keaton Thompson, which did not seem like the right type of fit as a dual threat guy, was not the type of fit for Mike Leach. So he is indeed now entering the transfer portal. Um, around the conference, around the SEC, uh, around the ACC, rather, um, and I think we're going to see more and more teams do this. Louisville has made an announcement that they're making some cuts in, in their athletic department. Uh, Wake Forest now has announced that all 30 varsity sports head coaches are taking voluntary pay cuts, including Dave Clawson. So, you know, they're going to have to – they're going to reduce their payments by $2.3 million, and uh, they're, they obviously are dealing with a lot of what everyone's dealing with in this um, COVID-19 health crisis that we have going on. Notre Dame announced Monday that all summer camps have been canceled due to the coronavirus. Um, No surprise there. And we're going to see other schools do that as well. It's a big evaluation time for football coaches. Uh, It's a big recruiting time. Uh, As it is right now, we normally go through a lot of evaluating periods. That's all over and done with as we are now hoping, at best, we can get to some semblance of a precursor towards a football season, which we hopefully are going to see in the fall. Some transfer news around the league uh, over the past week. Redshirt Southmore, UNC redshirt Southmore offensive lineman Avery Jones has entered the transfer portal. Four-star commitment um, who pledged to North Carolina before Mac Brown took over. Six-four, pounds lineman. Is going to sit out the season uh, if he uh, does not receive a waiver. It's the ninth player to transfer um, since Brown took over. Former Youngstown State graduate senior edge player Justin Reed has transferred to Virginia Tech. Made the announcement on Friday night on Twitter. Signed with Florida in 14, redshirted his freshman year with the Gators, missed out most of the 16 season. And all of the 18 campaign after transferring to Youngstown State, Excellent 19, Uh, did a good job, got 12.5 sacks, really good program, obviously, that Youngstown State is at the Division I AA level, level. and he's one of the better transfer options on the board, really good get for Virginia Tech, Um, guy that can come in and help them pretty soon. Former Virginia redshirt senior safety Chris Moores transferred to Georgia State, Um, took a a, a bumpy road on his way out of Virginia. Suspension, a violation of team rules in November. Placed his name in the portal just a couple of months later. Missed the 18 season with an injury. But as a primary defender in 17 and 19, he really racked up some big-time um, playmaking um, uh, uh, results on the film. Lots of tackles, over 80 tackles. He's going to get the transfer as a graduate. He's free to play right away. Uh, in twenty twenty for his final year of eligibility. Uh, outside the ACC but in the region. Uh, South Florida receive a verbal commitment from Walford Redshirt Senior defensive tackle Thad Mangum. Um three Walford players have gone the grad transfer route this off season. Mangum six two two ninety and offensive lineman Blake uh Gersetti of Illinois and Josh Berger of Texas Tech. The Redshirt Senior defensive tackle will be immediately eligible. Um and uh, played just one game in the 19 due to injury, uh, but really productive tackler, and so good get for them. Charlotte redshirt junior defensive end Anton Shaw has entered his name into the portal. Six two two forty seven appeared in just one college game. Redshirted in 17, um, he made his debut last year for Charlotte and went over UMass. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. He is a backup quality player at the G five level type, um, <clears throat> he is someone that could start at the lower level um, in Division 1AA. Old Dominion redshirt junior defensive tackle, Blake Howell, entered the transfer portal, six three two two-star junior, junior college recruit from Huntington Beach, California. Uh, played at the Fullerton College. Um, uh, very productive player. Cup, uh, uh, he shows ability to push the pocket and make some big plays behind the line of scrimmage, um, he's going to be eligible to play immediately. Appalachian State redshirt senior defensive end Chris Willis has also entered the portal. 62-41, former two-score recruit who worked his way up the Appalachian State chart Start start um, five of the final six games of the season. Another productive player that's uh, got a chance to really help somebody at a lower level. Uh Recruiting week uh, was continues to be a good stretch run for uh, North Carolina and Mac Brown. Uh, they received a verbal commitment from three star guard Jared Wilson, picked North Carolina over lSU, Florida State, Auburn, Georgia, and Florida to name a few. previously committed to Georgia, but decided to back off in February. North Carolina doing a really good job. Good quality guard there in Jared Wilson. They also received the verbal commitment from four-star linebacker Renaria Dillsworth, originally scheduled to commit in May, but they bumped, he bumped up his decision to late Friday, and he pledged to the Tar Heels over Alabama, NC State, Georgia, South Carolina, always considered a North Carolina lean, one of the top 12 best players in the state of North Carolina, 19th best outside backer. Uh, what a start it's been for the 2021 campaign for Mac Brown and his staff. Uh, uncommitted three-star guard um, Mayo Glenn is expected to announce his college commitment uh, coming up. Cincinnati, Louisville, Pittsburgh, um, Rutgers, and in, in West Virginia for the Walnut High School uh, prospect out of Cincinnati. But the fact that uh, Pittsburgh and Louisville's in the mix. Really good sign for them. Really good run blocker. Really could help somebody out in this class. Uh, Outside the league, Charlotte signed four-star offensive lineman Tyese Crawford. It's been a hectic recruiting uh, journey for that young man. 6'5", 335, previously committed to Baylor. Then Arkansas before announcing his commitment to Kilgore Junior College. He boosted his grades. He's rated as one of the top 20 best offensive tackles in the 2020 class. He filed for a waiver requesting immediate eligibility in 2020. He's one of the best recruits to ever sign with Charlotte. Got a couple of guys that are coming up in this week's draft. But the 49ers have got a really good um, player here. Um, Four-star guy that's going to certainly vault their recruiting class up, Conference USA. So good get for them. Uh, Marshall received a verbal commitment from former Nebraska senior wide receiver uh, Jerron Woodyard. Um, began his college career at Arizona Western Community College, appeared in a total of six games in his two seasons at Nebraska. One of those was a redshirt year, senior wideouts, eligible to compete immediately at Marshall as a grad transfer. Uh, interesting prospect there. A uh, good player that's uh, got some experience that can help them out. Syracuse received a verbal commitment from three-star safety, Malcolm Folk, um, Six one one ninety one and native of Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, committed to the Orange, without an on-campus visit, with the moratorium on recruiting, is a top hundred caliber safety in the 2021 class, a top 30 caliber player in the state of uh, pitch, uh, state of Pennsylvania. So good get for Dino Bur- Babers and his staff. Um, now some. Um, some draft information and draft news. In fact, let's get into some um, some other stuff before we finish up with some draft news of the day. Uh, Clemson's um, getting a chance to do some work and coming across more film and looking at Corey Foreman. He's the five-star defensive end coming in from Clemson, the highly recruited guy, highly touted guy. Um, I do see some of the comparisons to Chase Young, when Chase Young was coming out of high school. And I think about it because obviously Chase Young may be the best player, at least on my board in this entire draft, likely going to go to to the Redskins. To look at what Corey Foreman is and coming in to Clemson, lots of great potential, physical skills, elite edge rush ability, uh, really good player. And, you know, Clemson has had a lot of success with a lot of defensive linemen. Another one uh, right here for them. Notre Dame redshirt junior linebacker. Jeremiah owusu Kormaia was one of the better off-ball um, linebackers in the 2020 season. Didn't play much in his first three years for Notre Dame. Redshirted his freshman year. Took over for the rover position in 19. Really excelled on top of that. 6'2", 216 pounder. Uh, it has got better and better. Um, you know, he's... Uh, Really limited the explosive plays that he's given up over the, um, over the past couple of years, and he's really become more sound, technique-oriented, uh, been really, really effective player for them, uh, and I think he's going to have a very good year for the Irish defense. Um, going to North Carolina State, redshirt freshman quarterback Devin Leary is likely going to be the team starting quarterback. Um, he's got uh, all the ups and downs that he's had, but really good player. finished out the season for NC State last year, but um, didn't play very well, but still like his chances. And obviously, with not much of a, a, a real spring practice to speak of, chances are uh, he's got the big-time edge. Some other news and notes uh, just in terms of draft prospects within the league. Uh, Alton Robinson uh, recently met with the Chiefs, the Titans, the Rams, and the Cardinals via teleconference. Um, like him as a late-round possibility for somebody, 6'3", 264-pounder. He's off of a good combine. I think he's rose a little bit. Maybe could be on the back end of day two, but I still see him as a mid- to late-round guy. Um, You've probably heard by now that Louisville's Makai Becton was flagged due to a drug test. He's talked with teams about it. Um, Don't think it's going to affect him greatly, the issue that you have with the guy is, does he have a problem? Is this something that's going to be a recurring issue? If you're going to test it and be flagged and, and be constantly coming up in, um, in risk of being in the drug program, then it becomes a problem. If it's something that is not part of his history, <clears throat> it's a mistake then it's something you can live with It's not the worst thing. So you've got to determine is there a big issue going on with Beckham. Still think he's going to be a um, a first-round guy unless there's more there behind the scenes uh, that uh, even I'm not aware, about, uh, aware of at this point. D.J. Dallas of Miami is one of only a couple running backs to finish in the top ten in missed tackles. And I think an underrated player um, in this draft at running back down the road. I think both he and Zach Moss are some of the best that I've seen in terms of elusive qualities, versatility. Um, shows the ability to be able to line up in the slot and beat defenses in the passing game. He's got good quickness. Does DJ Dallas Loved him in the three cone drill? Six nine eight, very good. Four three two in the twenty yard shuttle. Converted receiver, special teams guy. Really good uh, skill set there that can help that team. Um, I'm not quite sure what people are going to do with Chase Claypool the tight end slash big receiver from Notre Dame, H-back type guy. I see him as an H-back. He's a very good athlete, not very productive. He's got a long way to go as a route runner. I like him. I just don't like him as high as much people as many people do. Got him at 5'9 on my draft board. Don't have him in the range where people are considering him, uh, but we shall see. Isaiah Simmons uh, may be the most intriguing guy in the draft, the most versatile guy in the draft. I think it's interesting to see who might make the move on him. I think he can be an impact player, is a range player, a versatile player, but you got to embrace all the things that he can do. I'm not sure that i take him over a great defensive line, a defensive front player, defensive line player, but I think that this is a guy that can be a really impactful player on your back seven of your defense. Lorel Murchison, the defensive tackle from NC State. He's gotten some interest, I think, is a day three guy, is a rotational guy, doesn't have great athletic ability, but plays with good upper body strength. I you know the Patriots and Jags and Jets and Lions and Raiders and Titans have met with him, and I think he's somebody that can bring you some defensive tackle rotational depth. Um, Appalachian State running back Darrington Evans has met, met with the, about 16 teams. Um, he is a, a really good player that I think can help in a role uh, in a uh, third down back role, and I think can be versatile. Not in every down back. Not many guys are. He's not, but I think he has some real value. And finally, um, Haseen Dubois is another intriguing guy at Virginia that I've got my eye on. Uh, he's got good nice catch radius. Pretty good route runner. Technically sound. 6'3", 215. Limited upside due to athleticism, but um, been very reliable uh, during his time at Virginia. Didn't drop a pass in 19, and Finished uh, the season with 75 receptions at the almost 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. So be curious to follow him. And um, as we discuss um, looking at the first round grades, and again, first round grades and how many players are going to be drafted in the first round are very often different things. But as I got 21 first round grades, you know, I'm looking at the ACC with two players, Simmons and Becton, that are first-round grades. and I do think A.J. Terrell is going to go in the first round, and I think there may be a couple more. But when you're looking at first-round grades, sure things. If you take the ACC, the Big 12 and the Big 10, and add them all together, that's eight players. And Pac-12, you can add maybe nine. Nine players, eight or nine players combined with those those four leagues compared to the SEC with 13. Uh, if you look at it, it's pretty much Clemson, like it used to be all Miami. I do think this is going to change. I think you're going to see um, eventually Miami figure some things out. I think that Florida State can do a much better job. With Clemson, with um, Florida State, I think in, in the future, and I think what Miami can be, and certainly the job, the, the way that Mac Brown is recruiting, I think you're going to see some upgrades to the not only the recruiting and the development of players that are going to leak, turn into more quality draft prospect, prospects in the future, but when you start to look at the gap, and you really see that you know Clemson's really good, but you know the overall depth of this league's just not good enough. And you know one of the ways that you can look at it is look how many players <clears throat> that are quality draft picks out of this league, not many. Uh, this question, Nick asked. I think he might have mentioned for the SEC show, but we just dropped the SEC show yesterday, so we may revisit it next week, but hopefully Nick's listening will address this because it's more of a generic question. What major differences do coaches who move from the NFL level to the college level face when they take a job at a program? Well, the, the first one's obvious, Nick. It's recruiting. Um, you have to go out, you have to – Sell your program to recruits. You have to evaluate, yes, but you've got to, you've got to go out and you've got to sell the program. So that's the biggest adjustment. Uh, it's a little bit like babysitting, and it's why you know some guys are really good recruiters. Um, it, it's it's a to me, um, it's a little bit more challenging. It's a little bit more focused on that. It's not about evaluating as much as it's about <clears throat> the salesmanship. Which, you know, at the pro level, you, you pick, and if you had a big-time program in college, you can get a lot of elite players. Obviously, in the NFL, it's more evaluating and making those decisions. You you don't have the recruiting side of it. The other thing that you have to deal with coaching at the college level is the 20-hour work which you have for players. Now, you're working around the clock as coaches, but you have limited time with the players as opposed to the NFL, which... You've got limitations there as well, but not nearly as much. Those are the two biggest differences that you have to adjust to. And, of course, if you're at the major college level, you can have big-time talent. That's a huge separator. But if you're not at one of the big-time programs, you're having to constantly uh, up-coach guys to have a chance against much more talented personnel. Um, Nick also asked, "When hiring a new coach, is it better to go?" And I'm assuming when hired a new head coach, I'm guessing it is better to go. With, is it better to go with a successful group of five head coach in college or a successful Power Five coordinator? The best coach that can handle the job. So it depends. Um, it depends upon you know opportunity, to opportunity. Um, certainly, someone that's had experience as a head coach is a positive. But, you know, just head success at one level doesn't mean success at the other. A guy like Butch Jones was very successful at Cincinnati as a head coach. Um, He was very successful at Central Michigan, but he was not successful at Tennessee. Kirby Smart's been very successful at Georgia, never was a head coach before. So what you're looking for are the traits, and we've gone into details on that. We'll do it a little bit more going forward. The traits you're looking for that are pivotal in being successful as a head coach, and they can come from um, the NFL. They could come from a group of five. They can come from a coordinator position. They can come from all spots. It's about the ability The transferable skills, and yes, experience helps, but experience and success at one place doesn't guarantee success at another. And failure or lack of success at one place doesn't guarantee a lack of success at another. So there's a lot of things that is the the reason why that is, is because it is circumstantial depending upon the job and the uniqueness of the job. And there are certain jobs that are easier and tougher and they're just different than others. And I think the ability to see through that and understand that is so important. But it's the transferable skills that it needs, just like evaluating a player. You can be a great player and you can come from a small school um, that's dirt poor. You know, Is it better if you're coming from a big school and you're doing it against better competition week in and week out? Of course but it does not preclude somebody that's coming from a small school from making it and making it big. So it's about the transferable skills. So hopefully that answers your question there, Nick, on that. And I'll revisit this. I'll put it aside and we'll try to remember to do that on Monday show as well. we Re- revisit this since you asked for it on the SEC show. But I thought I'd bring it up now since the SEC – show dropped on on uh, monday as you know we talk college football each and every day here so hopefully you're listening to that and get it and if you do and you're satisfied with that drop me a line if not certainly i'll try to remember to bring it up again for our uh monday uh college football listeners nick also um asked an nfl question that we'll get into the nfl show uh as well so if you've got a question that you want me to answer on this show or on the pro football show, which we drop each and every day. send it to me at contact Chris on LandryFootball.com. Also, if we can help you promote your business and grow your brand, drop us a line at contact Chris at LandryFootball.com, and we can absolutely do that for you. I um, want to remind you to check in with our folks at 401k generation who bring you this podcast each and every day. They are the experts on money management, investment inquiries. Uh, They keep track of your financial goals and can help make sure that you're on track to meet your financial goals, to make sure that you're doing the best things going forward for you and your family. Give them a call or give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. License in all 50 states. Hey, check out LandryFootball.com, draft um, boards, scouting reports, free agent boards, uh, the latest in recruiting, we got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. So check it out today. Take advantage of our scouting season offer. Appreciate you joining us. Join us again tomorrow and for Big Ten football and beyond. And, and flip on over, listen to our pro football show. Getting ready for the draft, big week. We got it all for you at LandryFootball.com, as well as on Landry Football's conference call, pro football show, the college show, each and every day. Thank you for joining us.